Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 17, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Standing on the Word from God, and this is part 36 of the series and part third, I mean part eight of the part where we've been studying the life of David. And uh, I trust that you've been enjoying this series on David thus far. We did Abraham first, and now we're doing David. So let's get into it. This is Standing on the Word from God, part 36. I'm calling it Don't Give Up. As a believer, listen, the message today is real simple. Don't give up. No matter where you are, no matter, even if you feel like no one is watching, don't give up because God is watching. And that's what we'll deal with on today. I wanted to move on to 1 Samuel chapter 17, but before I do, I wanted to give you a recap of chapter, chapter 16. Let's think about the overwhelming outpour of God's grace and favor that happened in David's life in 1 Samuel chapter 16. It's amazing. And then let's just think about for a few minutes David's life even prior to his impromptu coronation ceremony, right? So let's just think about David. David was the eighth son of Jesse, eighth son of Jesse. As the youngest in the Hebrew culture, David was the last in the pecking order. So he was the least of all the sons of, of, of Jesse. Now his older brother, Eliab, right? This is the one that Samuel was like, whoa, he looks good. He's strong. This has to be the one. The birthright was assigned to Eliab as the oldest, right? So this meant that the blessing was going to go to him and everything kind of flowed downhill from Eliab to Abinadab and all the other brothers. And David was the last one there. So we can surmise even from, from that, he was the eighth son of Jesse and the fact that Jesse didn't have him in the lineup when the prophet came and the fact that none of the boys said, excuse me, daddy, I know David's not going to get picked, but can you at least go get him out of the field? Nobody got David. Nobody brought up his name. His daddy didn't even bring up his name. So we can surmise that David was some sort of loner, right? So he spent a lot of time out there with, uh, with the sheep. He was tending his father's sheep. That was his assignment. So we actually later learn that he protected those sheep at all costs. I mean, one time he had to fight a lion with his bare hands. Another time he had to fight a bear with his bare hands. And he actually wound up killing both with his bare hands. So the hand of God was on him to protect those sheep. And he's, he learned a lot about himself and about God while he was out there. As a shepherd of the sheep, David watched as the sheep kind of built a dependency on him as the shepherd. They, they, they had a dependency on his leadership. They followed him wherever he led them, right? Sheep have a terrible sense of direction but it doesn't matter where they're going just as long as they know who they're following. They are following their shepherd. And so they, they followed their shepherd. They followed him, David. They relied on him for protection. Without David, the sheep would go astray. Now, without the sheep, David didn't have anybody to lead, right? So the sheep provided David an opportunity for leadership. And then, of course, the sheep really needed David for direction and for protection and to ensure that, that, that they were cared for. Uh, in every area and aspect of their life. Now, David was getting something from the sheep as it relates to leadership that he was de definitely not going to get at home, but he just learned. He was being processed and he didn't even know it. He was being processed for his life's assignment. So David found his significance out there on the plains, in the field. Um, he did all that he could do to remain faithful to his father's sheep, um, even when it looked like no one, no one was watching. Now, David would later acknowledge that God was watching uh, and so I, this whole thing, this relationship between the shepherd and the sheep um, and how the shepherd protects the sheep and how the sheep will go astray without the shepherd. All of this is contained in a in a psalm that David wrote. 
It's the 23rd Psalm, very familiar Psalm, right? But this was all developed where? Out there on the fields. When he thought no one, no one was watching, God was watching. So God had plans for David. And, and I'm sure that if David was like anything like me or anything like you, that while he was out there doing this whole sheep business, that he had to think to himself, man, my life has to be bigger than this. Like, I mean, like, come on, man. I was, I could, was I born just for, I'm, no way. I wasn't just born for this. I mean, he knew that something on the inside, there was something bigger than just sheep on the inside. But I'm also sure, I'm sure that he knew that there was something big on the inside, but I'm also sure that there was no way that he could ever imagine, not even in a thousand years while he was out there tending sheep, that he was going to be the king of Israel. King? I mean, my goodness. So he was destined to be the king of Israel and he didn't even know it. But David remained faithful over what was before him out there with the sheep, dreaming of what could happen next and not surely how it was going to happen. He wasn't sure, you know, uh, what was going to happen or how it was going to happen, but he knew that it had to be something bigger than this. But the point is that he remained faithful over that. He was, he was given sheep, so he remained faithful over the sheep. And, and he could do really nothing to set all these things in motion that we found in 1 Samuel chapter 16. David did nothing to make God anoint him as the next king of Israel. David did nothing to make Saul, the king, call him into the palace. David was just kind of minding his own business, being faithful over what he was supposed to be doing when his breakthrough came. His breakthrough did not come because of his faith. His breakthrough did not come because of something he asked for or pleaded for or believed God for. His breakthrough came by God's grace when he least expected it, but when he was being faithful over what he was doing. So my message to you this morning is don't give up. Remain faithful over what's before you right now. Remain faithful now and God will see to it that your breakthrough will come when your breakthrough is due. So what does this mean to you today? This morning, I have six things to share with you on this morning. As I give myself over to these six things, open up your heart now to receive what God is saying. Six things for you. Ready? Here we go. Number one, God made plans for you. Now, you're going to hear me say this a lot. God made plans for you before the world began. It's, it's all throughout the Bible. And it's true. You need to get this down in your heart. God made plans for you. And he has plans for you right now, 2018, wherever you are in your life, at whatever level, whatever stage, God has plans for you right now. You are not a mistake. You are destined. I told you a few days ago, you're destiny's child. You are destined. You are not a mistake. God has plans for you. Get this down in your heart. Number two, God's plans for you are much bigger than anything that you could ever ask or think or even imagine. That's Ephesians 3 and 20. Think of your wildest dream, like your wildest dream, like your wildest, wildest, like biggest like if, if, I, if I could do whatever I want, this is my life with my wildest dream. Whatever that is, God's dreams for you are bigger than that. <laughs> I mean, so Ephesians 3 and 20 says that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you can ask or think or even imagine according to the power that lies within you. God put this power down inside of you. His instruction is equal to his injection. Whatever he instructs you to do, whatever he calls you to do, he already injected you with. God has a grace. God has a power. God has a destiny on the inside of you and is going to be manifested in the fullness of time. So you do not give up. Remain faithful over what you're doing right now. And God is going to open doors for you that no man can open the hill, close doors for you that no, that no man, uh, uh, God will open doors no man can close and close doors that no man can open. I'm telling you, you just remain faithful over where you are. Don't give up. Number three, if you remain faithful over what you've been given, over what you have charge over today, even and, and, and even when it looks like nobody's noticing, nobody's watching you, nobody's paying attention to you, 
God is, if you remain faithful over little, God will give you charge over much. He can trust you with it. He's paying attention. Watch this. God is paying attention to what you do and he's paying attention to how you do it. God is paying attention to how you go to work. God is paying attention to, to, to your attitude at work. God is paying attention to how you get your work done. God is paying attention. So you need to pay attention because God is paying attention and you need to do it as unto him. When you work, the reason why you can go to work and whistle while you work is because you're not working for them. You're working for God. Glory to God. If you're running a business, you're running it for him. All that you do, you do it to the glory of God. God is paying attention. And if you're faithful over where you are, God can elevate you to where he wants you to be. Number four, sometimes your breakthrough will come by faith, meaning you're standing on the word from God like I'm teaching right now. You're standing on the scripture. You're standing on something God said, and you are releasing words. Faith is something you say. Faith is something you do. Faith is a seed you sow. You're doing all of these things. Great. And a lot of times your breakthrough will come that way. But guess what? Sometimes like David, your breakthrough will come when you did nothing. It's the grace of God. I mean, where God just comes in and swoops in and somebody would just walk up to you and be like, excuse me, I don't know who you are, but God told me to tell you, boom. And, and, and things would just happen for you. You get an email out of the blue or you get a, you know, whatever it is, it would just, it's all God and none of you. And you appreciate that too. So when you release faith for it, thank you, Jesus. When I did nothing for it. Thank you, Jesus, right? You just be open to it. Your breakthrough is coming. Number five, I only have two more. Number five, never give up. Look at me for a minute. Your life may seem mundane, ordinary, common, you know, just like boring. You're like, man, come on. My life got to be bigger than this. He, David was out there tending sheep by himself. You, 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 you mean like, you may be thinking, man, how in the world are my God-given dreams going to come to pass? Let me tell you something. We serve a God who could turn your life around in a moment, in a moment, just like that, in an instant. So keep your hopes up. Remain in faith daily. Trust God every step of the way. Your breakthrough can come and it can happen at any time. It can happen at any time, at any time. So you, you live with an expectation. All year long, I've been teaching on expectation. This is a year of expectation for us. Live with an expectation of manifestation. It can happen and it can happen at any time. Last thing, number six. One shift, one word from God can take you from a coward to a champion, Gideon. Can take you from a barren father to a father of many nations, Abraham. Can take you from a fisherman <laughs> to the founder of the New Testament church, Peter. Can take you from an extremist to an evangelist, Paul. Or can take you from a shepherd boy to a king, David. One word from God can change your life forever. So open your heart. To become the man, the woman that God called you to be. Open your heart to, to, to just dream God-sized dreams. To be open to whatever God says to do, however he says to do it. Or walk through every door that he opens for you and be ready to just evolve, to grow, to develop. I'm telling you, who you are right now it doesn't necessarily mean that you are already who you're called to be. Open your heart to God's dream and God will take you from your right now stage to your to be stage. And he will speak to your to be from your right now. He will call those things that be not as though they were until they become what he called. God will call you into your destiny from where you are right now. So open your heart to it. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. My expectation is based on your love towards me. I know you love me. <laughs> And it amazes me that you made plans for me before the world began. 
You planned out my life before I was born. You sit on the circle of the earth and you actually take time to think about me. Thank you, Father, for caring for me. You've even numbered the hairs on my head. So, Father, I rest in your love for me. Since I know you love me, I know your plans will come to pass. I faithfully discharge the duties that I have been given right now. And I perform everything in excellence, whether others are watching or not. I will never give up, never cave in, never quit. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. And on the right hand side of the website, there's a, a subscribe button. Subscribe. Get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. My message to you was real simple today. Don't give up. Don't give up. Even if what you're doing right now seems mundane, don't give up. When you least expect it, your life can change forever. It can happen and it can happen at any time. Before you leave the screen, please share this on your social media, on your timeline with your friends and leave me a comment. If you're doing this on Facebook Live or live stream or YouTube, leave me a comment. I thank God for you. I appreciate you. I love you, but more importantly, God loves you. Go now, walk in God's love. God bless you.